What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Chair Shots to the Cranium. I'm your host, Stephen Goforth. Before I jump into the Cranium correspondence and afterwards, I'll bring in my co-host, Addison, a.k.a. Addy Go, to do our predictions for the SummerSlam pay-per-view. I want to remind all of you, like always, please subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, SoundCloud, and also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Those are the major platforms that you can find us. Apple, Google, Spotify, SoundCloud, and on YouTube. Please give us a five-star rating. That helps us tremendously, and it's so much appreciated. We really do appreciate anything you guys are willing to do for us. Also, I want to encourage you to go to our website, cheershotstothecranium.com. Again, cheershotstothecranium.com. And follow us on Instagram and on Twitter and on Facebook. Cheer to Cranium. Cheer the number two, Cranium. Cheer to Cranium Instagram, Facebook, and on Twitter. Make regular posts on there. Don't want to miss any of that, whether it's about an upcoming show, upcoming interview, whether it's about the latest news in professional wrestling. You don't want to miss out on this important information that we want to share with you on a daily basis. Also, I want to put a plug out there for my good friend Vinny Bucci, the Buff and Boochcast. He's got a podcast, a very successful podcast with Buff Bagwell. The Buff and Boots Podcast, go check it out on Podbean. You can also check it out on Patreon. It is a fantastic show. They have a lot of wonderful guests, especially those that were from Buff's past and present. And it's a wonderful show. I've been very entertained by it. And you do not want to miss out on it. You will not be disappointed. Again, the Buff and Boots Podcast on Podbean and on Patreon. Without further ado, let's head right into the Cranium Correspondence. The all-out pay-per-view for AEW is right around the corner. August the 31st, Chicago, Illinois. Gigantic pay-per-view that I'm really excited about. Matches already established for this. Cody Rose versus Sean Spears. Can Cody get some revenge for that chair shots to the cranium that Sean put on him a few months back. Chris Jericho against Hangman Page for the AEW World title. Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. Really excited about that, that matchup. And of course the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers. Just the, just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, if you listen to my last podcast, you heard me talk about some of the fantastic talent that they have on this roster. And I cannot say enough things about it. I can sit here all day long and talk about it, and it wouldn't be enough. Do what you got to do to watch this pay-per-view. It's going to be a really good one, and I don't think they're going to disappoint. I'm, I'm super, super excited about it, as you can tell. And uh, this should be the last pay-per-view before their weekly episodic shows kick off on TNT on Wednesday, October the 2nd. Again, that's Wednesday, October the 2nd on TNT. And let me tell you something I'm really excited about, if it continues to go forward, if they continue to do this like they've talked about, is the tag team tournament that they're going to do to crown the new tag team champions. I'm a big fan of tag team wrestling. If you go to my website, cheershotstothecranium.com, you can see a tag team tournament that I did last year during March Madness, 2018, if I remember correctly. And I had pretty much all the major tag teams in the history of professional wrestling 
in this tournament. And you can see the bra- how the brackets played out and who the winners end up being. So I'm a gigantic fan of, of tag team wrestling, and I love the fact that AEW is going to put a tremendous amount of emphasis back on the tag team ranks. And um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Let's see who, who comes out the new tag team champions. The Young Bucks would be pretty cool to come out the inaugural champs. Seems a little obvious. Uh, maybe they don't, but we'll find out. So don't make, make sure you don't miss that. Again, say it again, Wednesday, October 2nd on TNT. Of course, I'll be making more announcements as we get closer to that date. Titus O'Neil has a new book that just hit the stands. The title of the book, There's No Such Thing as a Bad Kid, How I Went from Stereotype to Prototype. So Titus was quoted on the WWE website as saying the following, Being in WWE provides me with a global platform to impact lives in a positive way, but it doesn't take a superstar to make a difference. This is a story of how one conversation changed my life and how I transformed a personal tragedy into my own triumph and how I can all how we can all challenge ourselves and others to do a little bit better. So from that quote alone, it makes me want to read the book. It sounds extremely inspiring. Titus O'Neil is a very successful individual inside and outside the ring. I have much respect for him and I love anytime a new wrestling book comes out. I'm a, a huge mark for it. Definitely going to try to read this book by Titus O'Neil. I highly suggest you check it out as well. Reports have surfaced that Vince McMahon, this week on SmackDown, tore up the script for SmackDown Live just hours before the show. Now, I read this, and I'm like, why? Why did Vince do this? Either Vince is not hiring the right people to write the show, or he's very difficult to please, or maybe it's both. We know that uh, the latter of that, that Vince is very difficult to please, is very widely known. But it seems to me that he's second-guessing things too much. And maybe he's not. And maybe these changes that he did was for the better. But as a writer for SmackDown, and you're Eric Bischoff getting ready to come in as the executive director, that would scare the crap out of me, knowing that all this hard work that I put into the show could be just completely shredded and ripped up hours before the show takes place. And you got all this pressure to rewrite it. And when you got all this pressure to rewrite it last minute, don't you think that's more susceptible to mistakes? Maybe not. So, I think, in my opinion, I think maybe he's second-guessing himself too much. Just either hire the right people or do it yourself. That's the way I look at it. I'm not trying to be mean when I say that, but hire the right people or do it yourself. Obviously, he wants to do do it himself, but he can't do it himself forever. Hopefully, when Eric Bischoff comes in, he will make a huge impact on things and uh, take a little less pressure off of Vince McMahon. We shall see. All right, so in the spirit of SummerSlam, I wanted to recognize a match from SummerSlam history that I thought was a great one. Now, there are several great matches out there in the history of SummerSlam, and I'm not saying that this match was the best, but it definitely ranks up there as one of the best, in my opinion. It was SummerSlam 2002, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels versus Triple H. Now, let's just kind of set this up a little bit of how we got to this point. So, four years prior, Shawn Michaels was out with a back injury. Everyone thought his career was over. But he makes his triumphant return on Raw in 2002, again, after four years. And when he made that return, he was attacked by his best friend, Triple H thus setting up this match. It was an unsanctioned match against the game. 
And despite all the major concerns that uh, everyone had for, for Shawn Michaels and his, his abilities to perform inside the ring, he did not disappoint. It was one of the best matches I have ever seen. And he really took it to Triple H in this. He hit him with every weapon possible. Again, a non-sanctioned match. He nailed him with a splash off the top rope. He went through a table, an elbow off the ladder. He did everything here. Just things you would never think he would do coming off a back injury. Eventually, HBK would go on and try to hit the sweet chin music. It didn't work. Uh, and then he uh, uh, Triple H almost hit a pedigree on him. He flipped him over, got him down for the three count, end of game, end of story, end of match. And it was just a legendary encounter. It was unbelievable. And I think just, again, what made this so historic was that we thought we'd never see Sean in the ring again. He came back from that severe back injury with a, for an outstanding match, and he continued his career for many more years. So if you have not seen this or if it's been a long time since you've seen it, I highly encourage you go to the WWE Network, search for this match, and uh, SummerSlam again, 2002, Shawn Michaels versus Triple H. And also encourage you in the spirit of SummerSlam week to go watch other historic SummerSlams. I always like to go back and watch the very first one. I think it's, number one, it's historic as the first one. But uh, just set, no one knew that it was going to continue forward like this after that first one. So go back and watch the first one as well. I highly encourage you. Unfortunately, we had the death of Harley Race uh, this past week. Obviously, without saying, one of the greatest professional wrestlers to ever walk this earth. And when I think back on Harley Race, I think about two things that really stood out to me with him. And I was a child uh, when, when this took place. But his uh, Starcade 1983 match against Ric Flair, where Ric Flair won the title from Harley Race in the cage. And uh, his run as King Harley Race I thought was fantastic. I had the LJN figure, still have it. And uh, I was a big fan of Harley Race back then. His match against the Junkyard Dog at WrestleMania three was legendary, uh, those two figures. And uh, he was definitely, uh, you've heard a lot of people say it, uh, a man's man, and he lived up to that label. So we're gonna greatly miss Harley Race passing away at the age of 76. All right, everyone seems to have an issue with Shane McMahon getting too much attention on WWE programming lately. But let me put things in perspective for you here for a second. Shane is in his late 40s, approaching his early 50s. He's 49 years old to be exact. When you think back to Vince McMahon and the run that he had as Mr. McMahon in the late 80s, Vince was in his early 50s and was one of the main characters in the much historic Attitude Era. So how is this any different? Because it's Shane McMahon, Vince brought tremendous ratings with his Mr. McMahon character facing off against Stone Cold Steve Austin, as we all know. But we think about Shane, he's an authority figure, the same as Mr. McMahon, and playing that role well. But he also has a tremendous amount of in-ring talent and in-ring experience. I'm loving what I'm seeing with him and Kevin Owens right now. Yes, a little bit of a reboot from the Mr. McMahon-Stone Cold feud, but I like it. And if he's doing well in the ring, if he's entertaining us, he's bringing ratings, what's the issue with it? Again, this is no different than the Mr. McMahon character that we praise today from the late 90s. So give Shane a chance. Give the storyline a chance. Give this character a chance to see where we're going to go with this. It's not going to last forever. 
And I think we'll look back on this and say, you know what? He contributed a lot to the program. He contributed a lot to the storylines. He could he contributed a lot to the product. You know, even if he wants to be WWE champion, whatever. I'm not a fan for that. I, I would rather not see him become WWE champion because I think we can put that belt on someone that deserves it, that needs to be a little more elevated. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. I think people being way too critical of it, just accept it for what it is, have an open mind about it. But I thought if I put it in that perspective for you of how close in age he is now to what his father was back in the late 90s as Mr. McMahon, that maybe you can look at this a little bit differently. Maybe you don't. Maybe I just completely wasted my breath and my time talking about this. However, I still feel passionately about it, and maybe you'll get something out of it. Goldberg is getting another shot in the ring against Dolph Ziggler to redeem the debacle of a match he had with The Undertaker. And you know I try not to be critical on this show. I try to be positive and uplifting as much as I possibly can. But it goes without saying that that match with The Undertaker was not very good. And I'm glad to see Goldberg get back in the ring very quickly after that to redeem himself. I think he's going to have a fantastic match with Dolph Ziggler. I don't know how long it's going to last. Could it be a squash match where he just gets in there, spears him a couple times, does a Jack Cameron, pins him, we're all, we're all done? I would personally like to see them go at it a little bit longer, maybe a five to ten minute match, and uh, maybe see if Ziggler can hang with him a little bit. I think it would help elevate Ziggler a little bit, even though he is a veteran in the ring. He may not need that. Both of these men are, obviously. But I'm curious to see how well Ziggler works with Goldberg or how Goldberg works with Ziggler in the ring, being the fact that, as we all know, Dolph is an entertainer. He turns it up to the 10 volume when he's in the ring. And I would like to see Goldberg go a little bit longer with him. I don't want to see a squash match here. Wouldn't be devastated if Ziggler come out on top. I don't think that's going to happen. So I'm just glad to see Goldberg getting back in the ring to see if he can't redeem himself and would not be surprised if this indeed is his last match. We shall see. Let me talk a little bit about the current Roman Reigns storyline. Let me tell you something. I like being kept on the edge of my seat. I like a cliffhanger. I like anticipating the next episode of Raw or SmackDown and tuning in to figure out what the heck's going to happen. Yes, the scaffolding or whatever that was that fell on to Roman was a little cheesy with the announcer yelling out to Roman to watch out. But I like the fact that we get, we're getting some drama. And who did it? And his little segment he had on, on uh, SmackDown with Buddy Murphy was awesome. I like the way Buddy kind of stood up to him. Told him if he did know, he wasn't going to tell him. And then he, can, he proceeded to throw Buddy around the locker room until he finally come clean. I don't know what's going to happen with that. I don't know if we're going to see a match at SummerSlam. It's kind of weird that Roman Reigns is not on the card for SummerSlam when he's the one of the biggest talents in the company. Will he have an impromptu match against Rowan? Will he have an impromptu match against Daniel Bryan? We shall see what happens with that. But again, I, the whole point of this and bringing this up is that I just I love the fact that they are leaving me hanging. They make It makes me want to tune in. I want to see where's this going? Who was this attacker? Who did this to him? You know, was it uh, Samoa Joe? And then seeing Joe go out there in a parking lot and seeing the car slam into Roman Reigns and his vehicle. I don't know. I just I love it, and that's why we tune into this, right? It's it's kind of our sort of our soap opera to a certain extent, uh, packed with all kinds of other goodies. But we really 
need to be entertained and having these storylines, these cliffhangers is going to bring us back. It's going to bring not only me, but other people back to see what the heck's going to happen with this. Who was the attacker? What took place? Why did they do this? Seeing the build up, and then all of a sudden they clash in the ring. Who's going to come out on top? Classic storyline wrestling, which we have been missing for so long. So kudos to the writers. Kudos to Vince McMahon. Kudos to whoever deserves the credit for coming up with this angle. I love it. All right. Hear me out for a second, okay? This is going to sound extremely crazy. You're going to think I'm stupid or don't know what the heck I'm talking about or just really reaching on this one. But should the NWO come back? I know it sounds crazy, but hear me out for a second. Eric Bischoff is making his way, as we know, to SmackDown as the executive director. We know that the product needs a fresh start. We need something new to happen here. It's getting stale. It's gotten boring. If you bring the NWO back, you, you can bring them back in a way that says, all right, we're coming back because we're taking over what we think is a weak show. We're taking over and we're about to do things our way. Same way they took over WCW. WCW needed a jump start. It was losing in the ratings. And they come in, turn the wrestling world upside down. You could also look at it as Eric's revenge. Maybe they do a storyline that Eric Bischoff comes in and he needed to, he's been plotting this for all this time, all these years to bring back the NWO and WWE and take over and finally defeat them one way or another. I know it sounds outlandish. I know it sounds far-fetched, but think about that for a second. What if they actually did that? I would watch it. I think you would too. What are they going to do with this? Is this, you know, even if you know it's not for real, you know that, you know, Vince McMahon owns the company, but just use your imagination. I mean, think about a movie that you watched, and you know it's completely and totally unrealistic that these aliens are coming down from the earth and they're going to attack and take over, but we buy into it, right? Because it's the way the story was told and we use our, we use our imagination. Do the same thing here, people. Just think about it for a second. NWO coming back. Eric Bischoff's leading them. He's going to take over SmackDown. He's going to take over the WWE. He's going to turn the roster upside down. He's going to flip the wrestling world on its ear. The NWO's back. T-shirts selling like crazy, which they did in the, in the beginning when they first come out. And people buying up NWO T-shirts left and right. Signs coming back. All kinds of stuff could happen with this. Who do you bring into the NWO? I have no clue. That can be debated for hours. There's so many people out there that you could bring in. Obviously, doing it the way they did in WCW with, some, with an outsider approach may not be uh, feasible this time around. So you got to come up with another twist on who do you bring in? Who's going to start this back up? Who is Bischoff going to use to start the NWO? Do you bring back Hall, Nash, and, and Hogan to start it up? I don't think that would be a good idea. I think you need to start new, start with somebody different. So again, that can be debated for hours. I'm just throwing out the possibility of bringing back the NWO and what type of success it could see. We have not seen it in many, many years. They brought it back briefly in the early 2000s when Hogan wrestled um, The Rock at WrestleMania, and then it went away. And, of course, we see them, we show up, they show up from time to time. I'm talking about a whole new NWO faction. Think about it. All right, NXT. Takeover in Toronto this Saturday night. Love it. You, you, and again, I don't have, it goes without saying, 
you listen to past episodes, you know how much I love NXT. I'm always excited when the TakeOver pay-per-view comes out. We have tr- some tremendous matches, and I want to predict those right now for you. First and foremost, we have Candice LeRae against Io Shirai. My prediction on this one, Io Shirai is going to take the victory over Candice LeRae. The North American champion, Velveteen Dream, is taking on Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong. This one I have a little bit of difficulty with. I like Velveteen Dream. You know, I, I, I've been thinking about this an all day long. I'm going to have to say that Roderick Strong is going to come in and steal that North American championship. I think we may see Velveteen Dream make his leap to the main roster here pretty soon. So your winner, Roderick Strong, will be the new North American champion. The Street Profits, the tag team champions versus Undisputed Era. Cannot say enough great things about the Street Profits. Every time I watch them on Raw, I'm laughing my I'm laughing my ass off. I think they're hilarious. They put on great segments. I like them a lot. However, I think the Undisputed Era is going to reclaim those tag team championships at the pay-per-view. Shayna Baszler versus Mia, Mia Yim. Shayna Baszler has been an uh, outstanding women's champion for NXT. I think Shayna hangs on to that championship and walks out, steal your champion. And then final match, two out of three falls, Adam Cole, the champion, NXT champion versus Johnny Gargano. I don't know why they're doing a two out of three falls match again. We saw that already. I'm not a big fan of two out of three falls matches. Maybe it's just because I just it can't hold my attention long enough. But I will say this, if there's two people that can hold my attention, it's these two guys. They did put on a fantastic match in the last two out of three falls match that they had. But, um, you know, I, I don't know about this one. This is another one I keep going back and forth on. If Adam Cole hangs on to the title, all right, Undisputed Era wins the tag team titles and Roderick Strong wins the North American Championship, the Undisputed Era would have everything, and that would be pretty cool. I'm going to say that Adam Cole hangs on for the victory and steal your NXT champion at the end of NXT TakeOver Toronto. All right, that's it. That is the Cranium Correspondence. I believe that's everything on my Cranium this week. If there's something still floating around in there, I'll mention it on my next show. Or either I'll put it on my Instagram page, or I'll put it on Facebook, or I'll put it on Twitter. Again, chair to Cranium. Chair the number two Cranium. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Cranium Correspondence. Now I'm going to bring in my co-host, Addison, a.k.a. Adigo, for our Summer Slam Predictions. It is that time again. It is prediction time. I cannot believe that it has already arrived. Summer Slam 2019. Where in the heck has summer gone? I have absolutely no idea. As I bring in my co-host, Addison, a.k.a. Addigo, what's up? Um, nothing much. Nothing much? Nope. Except your summer's gone, isn't it? Yeah, it's gone by really, really fast. Why is that? Why does summer go by? I mean, it seems like yesterday you just got out of school, mm-hmm. and you're going to be going back in two weeks. Two weeks? Less than two weeks. Yeah, less than two weeks. I don't want to go back to school, but I don't know why it's go by so fast. I don't either. I, I can't figure it out. But regardless, we're here at SummerSlam. We're happy that we're alive. We're happy that we're going to watch this pay-per-view. It's going to be another epic show put on by WWE again this Saturday no I'm sorry this Sunday on the WWE Network if you don't have the WWE Network go subscribe $9.99 per month and also make sure you check out the uh, NXT TakeOver 
show in Toronto on Saturday night. That in itself will be a blockbuster show. You listened to my predictions. You heard that earlier. So, any thoughts going around, bouncing around your cranium this week? Anything? Um, not really. I'm just really excited for this pay-per-view. I am too. You did put out a new Instagram account. Yes. It's called Chair Two Cranium underscore Adigo. Chair Two Cranium underscore Adigo. That's A D D I G O. Chair Two Cranium underscore Adigo. Really excited about that. Going to mm-hmm. get a lot of followers. Go follow her if you're listening to this. And uh, she will be reposting a lot of the stuff that uh, we post on Chair Shots to the Cranium, but also doing a lot of fun and interesting posts herself. You don't want to miss it. Yep. It's very, very exciting. I like it. It's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. So before we jump into our predictions, we want to update you just like we do every prediction show of our prediction record. Last pay-per-view, we both went six and four. Six wins, four losses. So that takes the overall record to Addison with 59 wins, 27 losses, and myself with 60 wins and 25 losses. So I'm hanging on to a very narrow lead coming into this pay-per-view. As we know, we have something on the line. If you listen to past pay-per-views, if you don't know what that is, go back and listen to those, and you will find out what it is we are playing for in this prediction show, or actually for all our prediction shows. Really exciting stuff. Yes. All right, so let's jump right into our predictions. This is in no particular order. We're going to go in the order we feel like going in, all right? So let's start with the Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler match. So if you listened to the Cranium Correspondence earlier, you heard my thoughts on this, and I was excited that Goldberg is getting another opportunity to redeem himself after that debacle of a match he had with The Undertaker. And I think it's going to be a good one. I'm having a hard time with this one. I don't want this to be, like I said earlier, a squash match where Goldberg just comes in, spears him, Jack Cameron's him, and we're done, back to the locker room. I would like to see a lengthy match out of this. Yeah. So I'm going to actually go with Goldberg as your winner. Who do you think? I'm also going to go with Goldberg, but I just want to point out that I really, really liked what they did on Raw and where they did, where they were signing the contract, and Dolph Ziggler thought he was going to have a match with The Miz at SummerSlam, but it turns out that he was going to have a, mi- a match with Goldberg. Yeah, and they kind of tease it for a second. Maybe yeah. Shawn Michaels, and then yeah. Shawn steps in the middle and says, Oops, not, not me, me, Dolph. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty funny, too. Yeah. And then Dolph got one heck of a super kick by yeah, HBK at the top yeah. of the ramp. I thought that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. So you take Goldberg, I take Goldberg. Yes. Okay, the next match is Trish Stratus versus Charlotte Flair. What do you What do you think? You know, uh, another one I go back and forth on. You know, does does Trish have her last match, and it comes out that uh, she's going out on top for one final match in front of her home crowd, in front of her family in Toronto? Does um, does she defeat Charlotte Flair, or does Charlotte Flair? It's like a passing of the torch, so to speak, and Charlotte Flair becomes the uh, next great in professional wrestling, which she really she is already. Yeah. You know, I don't know. This is a tough one for me. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Charlotte Flair. Well, I'm actually going to disagree with you. I'm going to say Trish. Just, okay. Just because I like how she, the vibe she gives off. I don't know. I like the vibe she gives off. Well, yeah, and I know, I do too. I'm a huge, huge fan of Trish. Before your time, obviously, you weren't even born yet whenever Trish was wrestling. And it's really cool that you're getting to, to see her as this character now and, and get to know who she is and understand the history behind her character and how she really sparked that uh, 
women's uh, revolution. So I like it. I, I was a huge fan of Trish, but I would like to see Trish win. I wouldn't be disappointed, but I think I'm going to stick with Charlotte, and you're going with Trish. Yes. All right, we'll see what happens on that. The next match is the United States Championship. The champion, AJ Styles, against the former champion, Ricochet. These two in the ring are unbelievable. I love their match that they had together when AJ came out on top for the title. I'm glad we are seeing a rematch here. It's definitely going to be one for the history books, in my opinion. Another one, I, I say this all the time, I went back and forth on it. I don't know. This pay-per-view's got me stumped, which I love it. I like the fact that I have to think about this. It's not too predictable. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say AJ Styles hangs on to the championship. Who do you think? I'm going to say Ricochet. Wow. I like him. I like all of his moves. He is, like, really full out. Like, it's really awesome. Like, I'm literally sitting there watching one of their his matches, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Well, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Every single time. I agree with you on that. I like Ricochet. Would love to see him reclaim the United States Championship. Just don't think it's in the cards for him, in my opinion. You disagree. Yes. So, we're disagreeing on two so far. Mm-hmm. All right, next matchup, Finn Balor versus The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. We're finally seeing Bray Wyatt in the ring again after over a year away from action. I'm digging The Fiend character. I'm digging the Firefly Funhouse. <laughs> I'm liking it. You said last night you're getting a little tired of it. Yeah, definitely. It's so annoying. Like, you have one character, and then you're trying to do another character. You're just not pulling it off, man. You don't think so? No. Like, this Firefly Funhouse, okay, I get it. It's so fun for the kids. But, like, it's still stupid. Like, I guess he's, he's doing a pretty good job, like, handling both characters. But, like, it's still pretty stupid. Like, choose one, man. Choose one. Well, I think that's the beauty of it. You, he's almost got a split personality here, right? I mean, he's the Firefly, Funhouse, Fun Guy, and then he's the Fiend. You know, he's battling back and forth on who should he be, who should he not be. You know, so I, I, I understand it. I get it. Uh, you know, uh, is it time to get rid of the fun house, fun, Firefly Funhouse? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Okay. And just stick with the fiend. Mm. All right. So, I'll let you take this one. Though I don't like his uh, character, like, when the Firefly Funhouse comes on, I just really think that it's his time to win this one because he's just coming back from it. Like, I mean, like, if you're coming back, you're not going to win. If you, you have to win this one. I agree. I agree. Yeah. It would be kind of silly for him to have all this build up and then come back and lose to Finn Balor. I agree with you. I think Bray Wyatt walks out of SummerSlam, your, your winner, yeah. setting up bigger things to come. We'll mm-hmm. see what happens on that. All right. The much-anticipated match, in my opinion, the buildup we've had for this has been outstanding. Yeah, Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. Kevin Owens stipulation, Kevin Owens loses. No matter how he loses, he must quit WWE. I think your winner in this match will be Kevin Owens. I don't think Kevin Owens is going anywhere. I think he's going to put an exclamation mark on everything he's been saying all these weeks about Shane McMahon and the current WWE product. I think Kevin Owens gets some revenge and gets some redemption, especially after that heinous attack that was put on him by Shane McMahon on SmackDown this week. Oh, yeah, definitely. It was pretty intense. Yeah. Kevin Owens is your winner. I'm going to agree with you because, um, I mean, like, I would not be like, I would not hold my anger in. If somebody was beating me so hard like that, I'd, like, take all my anger out on them. I'd save it up, and then I'd take it out on them. Because, like, I would be so angry if somebody did that to me. I mean, like, who would disagree with that? 
I don't disagree with that. I, I think you make a great point there. I think that he has. He's going to build up all that anger, all that frustration that he's had to endure from Shane and take it out on him. So you think Kevin Owens is going to be your winner? Yeah. All right. So we agree on that one. Yeah. Okay, the next match is for the SmackDown Women's Championship, Bailey versus Ember Moon. Who do you think? Who do I think? Yes. I think um, another tough one. That's what I think. I think that Bailey. I don't want Bailey's title run to be over. I think she's done yeah. a great job. But I think it's time for someone else to come in there and get a push in the women's division. And who, who better than Ember Moon? Mm-hmm. I say Ember Moon is going to be your new champion. Let me put a little uh, side note on this. We talked about this the other night. Ember Moon is fantastic. I don't want to take anything away from Ember Moon. Okay. But when she comes out to that entrance, stop screaming. Stop screaming. <laughs> she is, she's not pulling that scream off. Okay, it does not sound intimidating to me. Look at the camera intensely and walk to the ring. I think if she just did that, it would be enough. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't like the scream. I had to throw that in there. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I This was also a hard one for me, but I'm going to go with Ember Moon because the time that she's been here, like... She hasn't had a lot coming to her, like a lot of success. So I think this is her time. All right. So, yeah, fair assessment there. I, I think that you're right. I think that Ember is uh, it's time to get some to get the spotlight. Yep. I think she deserves it. Yep. And let's give her the title and see what she can do with it, see if she can elevate the SmackDown Women's Division. Yeah. All right, so we both agree on that one. Mm-hmm. All right, WWE Championship time. The champion, Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton. If you have not seen, before I get into this, if you have not seen the video clip on the internet out there, Randy Orton's wife delivered an RKO out of nowhere on him, leveled him in the pool. Thought it was freaking hilarious. Go check that out. Anyway, side note to that. Kofi Kingston against Randy Orton. Another one I keep going back and forth on. I cannot figure it out. I'm really having a hard time with this pay-per-view, Addison. I don't know. if I think I'm going to bomb it. We'll see what happens. I think, uh, I don't know, I've been hearing rumors that Randy Orton, they want Randy Orton to be the champion going into SmackDown, going into Fox in October. And because I hear this, I think, okay, Randy Orton's going to win. I don't think it's time. I think Kofi retains. Well, I am going... I'm going to go with Kofi Kingston. Just because I just think Randy Orton hasn't been there enough times, like has been on Raw or SmackDown or wherever he shows up. I just think he he's not appearing as much as he does like to deserve the title. He's in the shadows kind yeah, of guy right yeah, now. Yeah, of course, yeah. he's got a historic career. Mm-hmm. Won the won the championship numerous times. Yeah, thirteen, fourteen times, whatever it is. Yes. Um. So you think Kofi's going to retain as well? Yes. All right. I think it's going to be one heck of a match. Yeah. I think it's going to be high intensity, and I think it's going to be have us on edge of our seat. I think Randy Orton's going to come really, really close, but in the end, Kofi's going to kick out and gain the victory. All right, so the next match is a submission match for the Raw Women's Championship, Becky Lynch versus Natalia. 
I know, you do not like her. Like, every time she comes out, I literally give him the stare, like... Natalia, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. yeah. Literally, like, you don't like her. I know you don't. You know, it's nothing personal with Natalia. I, I'm just tired of the... I, I do... Well, we'll say this. I will say this. I really like the intensity we saw out of her when she challenged uh, Becky Lynch for that title, when she won the opportunity to face Becky uh, pretty intense words from Natalia. I like that edgier side of her. I don't like this smiling, uh, bebopping her way down to the ring, hugging and crying all the time, Natalia. Yeah. I'm just, I don't, I'm not a fan of it. Nothing personal. I'm sorry if I offend any of you Natalia fans out there. That's just how I feel about it. I like a more intense, kick your rear end, Natalia. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So who do you think? Um,. I know, I feel like every time, like, Becky Lynch is put into a match, it's like, oh, Becky Lynch is going to win. Yeah. Becky Lynch is going to win. Yeah. So, I'm going to go with Natalia. Like you said, like, we were saying the edgier side of her. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I like I like the edgier side. Maybe she'll maybe she'll turn. I don't know. So, Natalia. Yeah. That's huge. That's yeah. a huge prediction there. Yeah. You sure you want to stick with that? Yeah, I mean, every time I choose... Like, there's a match with Becky Lynch, and I feel like I always choose her. Yeah. Well, today's not that day. Well, that's a bold move. I commend you for that. I'm going with Becky Lynch. She's the man, and she is carrying this women's division on her shoulders right now, and I think she needs to continue doing it. I think that that, uh, Becky Lynch will be the champion leaving SummerSlam. All right, the final match, at least the final match that we're predicting... We may have some impromptu matches that are thrown in there. Could be some uh, pre-show matches. We're not predicting those. Could be the Roman Reigns match I said earlier in the Cranium Correspondence. Will he get a match added, whether it be with Daniel Bryan or be be it with Roman? Or not Roman, Rowan. (laughs) (laughs) So who knows? We'll see. So we're not predicting that. Last match we're predicting here, Brock Lesnar, the champion, against Seth Rollins, a rematch that we're getting here. Who do you think? Um, I'm going to have to go with Seth Rollins, but the thing is, is that every time Brock Lesnar comes out there to face whoever, Seth Rollins or whoever, Brock Lesnar beats the crap out of whoever he's facing. He does that. Yeah, but everybody's like, oh my gosh, is he going to win again? Right. And everybody was like, okay, he's going to win. They have their mindset on that Brock Lesnar is going to win. Yeah. But... And then they never pick the person that he's facing. Right. But now I'm gonna pick Seth Rollins because like what he ha- what happened to him. Yeah. And he said, well, "This is all I got." Right. I'm gonna beat you at SummerSlam. Right. I'm gonna face you, and I guess that's all I got. So I yeah. guess I'm gonna have to do it. You know, this is another one. You know, it's just uh, don't know, don't know. I, I think that. I'm trying to look at this from a business standpoint. I know that's a silly way of looking at all this. And from a fan standpoint, is the way I should be approaching this. But from a business standpoint, I'm saying, okay, you're getting ready to go to Fox. All right? Who do you want as your champion? Who's going to bring your ratings? Brock Lesnar or Seth Rollins? Who's people going to turn in to see? Brock Lesnar or Seth Rollins? It's Brock Lesnar. Plain and simple. He's going to bring ratings. So... I don't like looking at it from that standpoint, but I can't, I'm having a hard time not to in this situation. From a fan standpoint, I say Seth Rollins all day long. Yeah. Seth Rollins is going to come out. He's going to defeat the odds. 
and he's going to be the champion again. I would love to see that. However, I think Brock Lesnar retains coming out of SummerSlam. Alrighty then. Yep. We'll see. We'll All see. right, we'll see. All right, so that's it. Prediction time is over. And uh, I don't know, feeling pretty good about it. I don't know if I am feeling pretty good about it. I think I'm feeling pretty bad about it. Oh, no. I don't think I'm going to do good this time. Well, let's hope you don't because yeah. I really want to win. I need, to get, I need to get my score up. You do need to do that. I agree. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Wherever you are right now, whether you're in the gym, working out and listening to us, whether you're in your car, maybe you're just sitting around the house and you've just you know, got your earbuds in and you say, you know what, I want a cheer shot to the cranium right now. Whatever it is you're doing, we thank you. Yes, we do. We do. We thank you very, very much. We appreciate you hitting the play button. Now, go subscribe. Go give us a five-star rating. We need that. We do. Please. Yes, please. All right, until next time, thank you for taking another chair shot to the cranium. Adios.